Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we chat about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my billionaire tycoon friend, Tim. Billionaire tycoon friend. That's great. That's not the intro I was expecting. <laughs> also, expecting? why did you out me? <laughs> People are going to be looking for handouts, when- and I'm willing to give them. <laughs> here's your Monopoly money, oh. and here's your Monopoly money, and here's your Monopoly Rich money. Uncle Penny I say Monopoly weird. Monopoly. Monopoly. <laughs> is that a reference? How do you say camera? Camera? <laughs> camera. Is that, oh, is that 30 it, Rock? It's a 30 Rock. Okay. I didn't think of it until you asked if it was a reference, and then my mind reeled for something <laughs> to connect it to, and I found it. Because the way you said camera was camera. like, only Jane Krakowski would say that. Camera. <laughs> do I say that weird? Camera. camera. <laughs> Monopoly. Do I say that weird? Monopoly. Uh um, I'm gonna I'm gonna d- dive into the mailbag here. Okay, if that's okay with you. Yeah, because our friends have been emailing us. Yeah, yeah, like yes. Let's move those digital files, Frank. Like Ducktales, just, just jumping <laughs> into the money. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so we have some emails here. People have e- been emailing us at supergirltvtalk at gmail dot com, and uh, I want to make sure that their emails get answered. Cool. So uh, Emily wrote to us. She said, "I just started listening to your podcast, so I don't know if anyone has asked this question, but I haven't read any comic books, and I want to know what is a good Supergirl comic book." Oh, I think we have uh, we have listened to seasons one and two of this show, and we've recommended dozens, but. Um, a few good starters, and yep. you may have. Do you have some thoughts right off the bat? Because I have a couple. Sure, I know which one you're going to say. So start with yours. Okay. Um, well, I actually really like the new Fifty Two uh, Supergirl stuff. So um, I'll I'll put a couple in the show notes here. Steve Orlando. Steve Orlando. That's right. Um, um, but that that if you're arc... looking for something that if you're looking for something that's close to the show, I'd start with Steve Orlando's run on. Uh, on Supergirl, which Frank is going to put in the show notes. Yes, it's not. It's the. Are you talking about? The, are you talking about the Rebirth titles or the New Fifty Two titles? Though? I was talking about the uh, uh, New Fifty Two, but the Rebirth is also. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, because Steve Orlando is is rebirth. the Rebirth. Yes. So yes. you recommend the New Fifty Two, which is which is Kara coming to Earth for the first time. I recommend. Um, I recommend. The new uh, the uh, the rebirth Steve Orlando the run that's Cyborg going on Super, right now. Uh, uh, what was it? it was Reign, Reign of the Cyborg Superman was the was, was the that the first, first one? The first yeah. Of that. Um, I mean, they all connect. They all connect together. So I would. Um, I mean, I would advise you if you're really interested to start from the beginning and move move forward from there. Um, so so the, those those are good, especially if you're looking for something that's close to the show. If you're looking to try. Uh, like a, a new variation on a car that's different from the show. There are a couple. There are a couple of different stories. There's one going on. I think it's. I think it's. It might be done. I'm not sure. It's called Supergirl being super, which is. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I read the first couple of volumes. Or there's three Issues. out already. Yeah, two. Yeah. Th- I think there's three. Okay. I read the first two then. Okay. Um, and I I enjoyed that. Yep. Um. So it's different. It, it is different. Um. That is going. For, they have that going for it. There's a big collection by Peter David. There's two volumes oh, yeah. of it. Just it's just called Supergirl. It's mm-hmm. Peter David and Gary Frank who are 
extremely important writer and artist to the mm. industry, and they were both on Supergirl for a while. Yes. So um, the Peter David stuff is pretty legendary. Um, for you know, uh, for its era, it's a pretty um, beloved, beloved um, run on Supergirl. So that's definitely um, yep. yeah, Supergirl book one. I'm putting all of these in the show notes. So if you go to SupergirlTVTalk.com and find this episode, um, you will uh, you will find it front and center. All these links will be right. right there. I also I think we have to mention um our our friend friend of the show Sterling Gates. Yep, who wrote um mo- most recently he wrote the official. Um, like a comic adaptation, Adventures uh, of Supergirl. Adventures of Supergirl is the official adaptation of the TV show, so yep. it actually has the same characters from the TV show, like stories that happen mm-hmm. sort of between the episodes of the show. Although they're not technically, I don't know if they're really canon. I don't know if they're technically canon, but yeah. but it is in it the is, same universe. It is in the little same universe, yeah. like if yeah. it's like a side universe. Because say, for instance, this episode just had Psy in it, and Psy was in his right in his right. um in his story, King Shark. Was in the Flash oh, version yeah, of the Flash, right. and you know, and you know, and that veered in a different direction. So, so I think they exist. The characters are the same, but they don't exist in that in that universe um, anymore. I guess anymore. Yeah. So yeah. you can you can read Adventures of Supergirl. You could read Sterling Gates's original run yeah. on on the on the book, which for me is still like the gold standard for for Supergirl. Uh, f- for me, like that, those those are my favorite Supergirl stories: the Jamal Eigel and Sterling Gates uh, stories. I'm putting a couple of those um, in here as well because I think they are very much worth reading. The Who is Superwoman is pretty uh, was pretty pivotal uh, for its time, as is the Bizarro Girl um, book. So I'm putting a bunch of links in there. Um, so Emily, you'll have your pick of. Lots and lots of Supergirl stories that Tim and I have both read and love. Um, and, you know, if you're listening and you have some thoughts on, oh, my God, why didn't they mention this Supergirl story? Write us in, uh, Supergirl well, TV Talk. I have one I have one more, but you kind of wrapped up before. Oh, I please, could, please. Um, I'm sorry. Before I could get there. I'm sorry. Um, I'm the worst. That's okay. So it's not, it's not a, um, it is not a Supergirl comic, but she's featured heavily in it. It's the Superman, Batman um, Supergirl oh, art by yeah. Jeff Loeb. Yeah, of course. So this is when she was reintroduced into into the comics. The real Supergirl was reintroduced into the comics in the early 2000s. Um, and it's a title that was the main characters are Batman and Superman, but it's but she is she is the driving force of that. She is the driving force of yeah. that story. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's got it's got the New Gods and Dark Side and Wonder Woman and. It's it's got some it's got some great stuff in there. Yeah, um, and that was adapted into an animated uh, Superman Batman Apocalypse. Yeah, 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 which was really really good. Is that is Supergirl one volume one or volume two? Supergirl is volume two. It is volume two. Oh, I thought it was volume one. Volume okay. one is Public Enemies. Oh, which sure. is which also, also great. Great. Also a great uh, animated adaptation too. Yeah. Oh, one of the best. It's so weird. Yeah. Supergirl's not on the cover of. Uh, that is because you are looking at the um, absolute edition right there. Still though, it's weird that it's. Well, the absolute, it's a Batman Superman book, not a Batman Superman and Supergirl book. No, I know, but I, I, this is not, no, this is the paperback. That's the, but I, you're looking at the cover. Oh, the but, cover. But oh, the oh, cover oh. It, that Amazon is showing is oh, the absolute. Oh, is the wrong, okay, okay. It's yeah. the wrong cover. Wrong cover. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Interesting. Uh, yeah, this is, I, I, I love this story. Um, I absolutely love this story, the Supergirl one. Um. Unless that volume two that you're looking at, they unless the volume one of Superman Batman combines the first two yeah, arcs I'm thinking together, that might be what it is. I think that might actually be the case. 
Yep, there we go. Yeah, ah, is it. All right. Yes. So. Oh, so you get both of them. Definitely so you get, get yeah. that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's actually and it's for 13 bucks you get you get both. That's actually a really really good deal. So, whole bunch of links here <laughs> um that you're going to find it in the show notes. So you asked a good question. Out. You asked a great question. Frank you, and I sometimes like talking about comics as little opposed bit. to TV. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk about comics, go on over to <laughs> beerwithgeeks.com and you'll hear us talk about comics and and movies and all sorts of stuff. Um but yeah, all right, cool. So Thank you, Emily, for that question. Um, I'm going to move on next to Lisa. Uh, Lisa had a few general questions for us. She says she really loved the season three premiere, loved the character interactions, especially uh, Melissa and Kyler. Um, she said, do shows like Supergirl typically film extra outside scenes, like outdoor scenes, that they know won't get into an episode just to throw off any onlookers trying to figure out the plot? Two examples for Supergirl. Mm. Behind the scenes pictures earlier showed James getting shot at the statue unveiling mm. in episode one, but obviously it didn't happen. And number two, also last year, behind the scenes season finale picks showed seasons uh, showed, showed scenes with a funeral um, with Superman and others from a distance, and obviously no one died in the finale. Um, so obviously some scenes just won't fit, or you know they won't add value, so they get cut. But I just wondered if they ever, uh, you know, since they know fans can see outdoor filming, want to throw people off. Um, interesting question, Lisa. It's a, it's a great question. I, I I don't have a definite answer. I think there are two modes to this. Um, my my gut says no. Me too. Because because to allocate people and time and equipment and all that stuff to do something fake just to throw off mm-hmm. onlookers or paparazzo mm-hmm. um, are um, it's expensive. It's expensive, yeah. right? And it's because like a. Um, I guess it could boil down to a waste of time because there aren't yeah. enough people scouring for internet clues. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's a whole lot of expense and a whole lot of wasted time that that doesn't for for what for not for not a lot of return. Right. Exactly. It throws people off, but like, how, but to your point, how many people are how many people are really really looking that deep as right. deep as we are? Right. If mil- if if the show is pulling in millions of viewers. Mm. How many millions of those viewers are looking? Yeah, and then how many of those have a voice to then spoil it for the other, yeah, for the for other millions of people? So, um, so from my that my first thought is no, that sometimes scenes get written in and shot, and they just don't they don't fit, they don't make the cut. We have a limited time, and we've got to we've got to move on. We've seen we've seen um, instances where entire subplots of an episode or or even of a season get removed mm-hmm. because just like cut due to time. Um, so it could be that like you know James getting shot was supposed to happen, but they decided it didn't fit or it didn't make sense, or they just decided to remove that completely. Um, and and you know they were already shooting it by the time that they decided to, to right. remove it. You know because clearly if he had been shot in the first episode. He would still be injured in the second episode. We would see and some right. There was nothing to we indicate see some that. kind of residual impact from that. We exactly. don't see that at so all. So clearly, they able they they change their minds in time, you know, to 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 remove it from the second episode too, or, or reshoot stuff or whatever they had to do. Right. Um. And as for the finale stuff, you know, maybe that was supposed to be a Mon El. I would assume it was supposed to be a Mon El memorial or something. Yeah. Um. But uh, but I don't know. But for they sure. kind of went in the direction of well, maybe he's not dead. Yeah. So we're not sure. Why close ourselves off when we can mm-hmm. leave it? Yeah. Right. So, um, interesting, interesting thought, Lisa. I wouldn't have thought of that honestly. I wouldn't. It wouldn't have occurred to me like, oh, maybe they're trying to throw us off the trail. It's not. It's not the worst. I mean, it's not like the craziest idea I've ever heard. And the the other side, the other side of the argument is that maybe they are trying to throw people yeah, off the be. trail because 
there's a there's a huge there is a large vested interest in what happens in these shows and yeah and especially even just when it comes down to clickbait like oh you'll never guess what's going to yeah, happen in this upcoming sure. episode and there are some people believe it or not who sit down in front of microphones and talk about a tv show for like as long as the episode itself what a was bunch of losers i know right nuts Woo, that's oh, not man. us no. we're here to talk about paradise lost by milton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're culture. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about culture. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa, so much for your email. Uh, Bria asks, uh, what what Kara did to Monel is almost a total parallel to what Allura did to Kara. When she finally forgives herself, she will learn how to forgive Allura and be a huge step in a healing process of her childhood trauma. Oh, my God. That is it's like it. Like it almost ties to this episode. It kind of does. That was and excellent. Bria wrote this, you know, almost a week ago. So like before that. Uh, That's excellent. Before that aired. So excellent. Uh, Read it again in case yeah. people missed it. <laughs> so what Kara did to Monel is almost a total parallel to what Allura did to Kara. When she finally forgives herself, she'll learn how to forgive Allura. And it'll be a huge step in the healing process of her childhood trauma. Bam. And, you know, let's take that a step further. And I think that Samantha is going to have to deal with that same kind of that same kind of issue because we know that she was placed in a rocket when she was a baby on Krypton Mm. as well. But she sees like um, Bibbo's ring face um, version of Allura. (laughs) Um, And so like she does see as a monster for whatever reason right and so she's going to have to overcome that step too mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all very interesting what a what an excellent point great great point Bria. Thank i you. would give you an a oh uh, if that was an analytical paragraph the teacher over here is giving you an a all right now this the there's a next uh piece here comes uh two different uh people navigator and rachel both pointed out this uh the same point here so um they both said that uh, to to in, in different words that um, when you are watching um, what Monel's um, the beginning of the episode beginning of episode one in the sky you see a planet that looks like Saturn when mm-hmm. Monel's going off into the into the distance at the beginning of the of the episode one um, when the two of them are in the field and all that um, so as we know that. There's been rumors that maybe the Legion of Superheroes will be involved this season. It's not a spoiler. We don't know that, but it's been conjecture and, and um, um, a theory from a lot of fans that we're going to have the Legion of Superheroes. Saturn Girl is in the Legion of Superheroes. If there's a planet that looks like Saturn in the backdrop, is that maybe a clue to us that that's where he went or that's that's where he is? He's with the Legion. Um, and that maybe these dreams of her, the vision of them uh, you know, mm-hmm. frolicking in the field is some kind of communication uh, by Monel using Saturn Girl's psychic abilities maybe, to tell Kara where he is. Maybe, but then why would Samantha be having similar mm. uh, visions? Mm-mm. Interesting. That's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You stumped me on that one. I, um, stumped. But me. I, I, I like your ideas and wish well, to subscribe to your newsletter. Even. <laughs> Why do I find that so funny? <laughs> um, is that like a Simpsons quote yeah, or something? Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like one. <laughs> I find your I find your ideas intriguing and wish to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> no, I showed you um, I showed you ten minutes of a Simpsons episode last week, and now I'm, and now it's just creeping into I'm your not, skin. I'm not really a Simpsons uh, viewer normally, but for some reason I got the bug now. Uh, yep. Um, yeah, even if it's not, even if it's not her way of communicating or his way of communicating, you know, through Imra to, to Kara, just maybe it's a, a, 
a seed being planted there by by the show, you know, to yeah. put a, a hint, an Easter egg. And if you're paying attention, you see Saturn, mm-hmm. you get it. You know, it's a very, very subtle hint. Yep. Because it is a little bit of a leap, right? That they're like, well, Saturn's there, so maybe it has to do with Saturn Girl. Eh, it's a little bit of a leap, but... but well, maybe Saturn Girl's, Saturn Girl's been cast. Yeah. So it's but, not maybe that much of a leap. But 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 it is a, it is a little bit of a, like... You have to really be looking, I guess, to, to that, that's pick true. up on that. That's true, but I mean, isn't that the point of an Easter egg where you have to really be well, looking? Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My point is, that is just two a of reference. Our, two of our, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So two of our listeners uh, both pointed that out, and so if two people pointed it out, it seems like okay, there's something there. There's... Or maybe the ring is there because people don't people like when you see a ring around a planet, you're like, oh, that's a planet, as opposed okay. to thinking yeah. it's something else. That's a that's a valid you put like, a devil's advocate. It, you put a ring around a giant ball in space you're like oh that's obviously a planet right it's not but just it, a moon put, it's not just a moon it's not just the death star it's not just the sun it's not just a space station it's not just a space station right exactly so all right uh, i'll 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 give you that as a as a counterpoint that's no, uh, I, that's what i want to see next okay last star wars last jedi or you know next star wars nine i want to see i want to see a death star with a ring around it <laughs> that's, oh yeah that's the next logical that's the step. next piece you're right yeah you're done. finished death star unfinished death star Death Planet, mm-hmm. Death Planet with a ring around. All right, it. That's, <laughs> that's that's the next that's logical the, progression. That's the that's the only thing left to do. <laughs> yeah, JJ Abrams, you're our only hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you to everyone who wrote to us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail dot com. We very much appreciate it. Uh, I want to take a minute, Tim, and I want to tell you fifty nine, fifty. Oh boy. All right. I better hurry. Fifty seven. Um, so mm-hmm. if you enjoy this podcast and you want to help us out, there are a few ways you can do that. Tell them. Tell me. Tell me about them. Well, one of them. Um, that I want to highlight today is by heading on over to podprofile.com slash supergirl. P-O-D-P-R-O-F-I-L-E.com. Do you know what you can do there, Tim? I can spell. Do you know? Well, no. yeah, you can spell. Yes, oh, okay. you're very good. Oh, okay. But do you know what you can do when you go to podprofile.com slash supergirl? I can, I, can, I can fill out some information. You can. Yeah. So, so uh, if you take our 90-second survey... And and a, a good number of people, oh <laughs> a good number of people did this last week already, and we thank you. Uh, we're looking for a few more responses, so uh, I just want to put in a quick reminder here: podprofile.com/slash/supergirl. Take you ninety seconds. I timed it. I did it myself, and I timed it. Um, and we just want to know a few questions. You know, what do you like about the show? What do you want to hear more and less of? You know, a few things about who you are and and. Um, what your likes and dislikes are so we can make the show better, help us find some sponsors that will be uh, you know, tailored to you guys and, and, and that sort of thing. So you'll really be supporting the show um, because you'll be helping us to keep the show free and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. um, just take 90 seconds while you're listening to us right now on podprofile.com slash Supergirl, and uh, we sure appreciate it. And unless thank you to those you're driving. Have. That's not safe. It's probably not a so good pull idea. pull over mm-hmm. on the bridge you're on. Oh, man, don't pull over and on the bridge. No, 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 no bad idea. Not in the tunnel either. No. Um, Someone pulled over into the tunnel on my way here tonight. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, they must you're be taking a, our survey. You're in a tunnel. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> thank you, citizen. Thank, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys uh, so much for uh, for doing that. Uh, so why don't we, uh, so I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but um, the little red book is no more. The, it is no more. It, it went down in the fire. Oh, I was just, no, I don't know. I was going to no. say, like, it went to, like, the bookshelf in the sky or no, something. It's, or that. No, it's just sitting on, it's sitting on the table where the sound mixer is. Table. Actually, table. No, it's the oh, same. same. Um, yeah, well, um, okay. Nice, nice, nice. But now we have a little blue book. We have a blue book. So, fun fact, I had already purchased a blue book. Mm. Um, and I brought it home, and I brought it to light, and I was like, this blue book is green. 
So what? I don't I don't know. I it got was green. I will show you okay. next time we're at my oh, so it's, okay. at, next time we're at Mikasa. Okay. I will show you. There's two. There I have one that's green and the one I'm holding in my hand that is a navy blue. Yeah. It's a it's a actually it's a very nice color. It's beautiful. It is, it is. I like this one more than the red one already. Okay. Okay. I'm playing favorites here. Oh. But the green one I use for Academy Rewind now, so it all worked oh, out. Nice. But I it looked blue in the store and I was like, Oh, it's kinda like the blue of her uniform. Get home. Yeah, it is. She is not wearing Th- green. This navy is kinda like the blue of her uniform. It is. Yeah. I was so happy I found this. So the red book goes through seasons one and two. You wrote forwards in season one and then on the the, the mm-hmm. upside down backwards uh, for season two. Yes. So will this take us through through yes, the upside down. Stranger Things. So will this take us through season four, this book? This should take us through season four. Okay, so then th- then you need a gold one. I need a gold one. And that will take us through season six, I guess. Yes, that's right. right. So so if- uh, The show needs to at least get to season six, six so I can get all the Supergirl colors. At least six. Although she doesn't wear any gold, unless you count her she golden gold, hair. She has gold highlights. Oh, and, yeah, you know, you're I mean, right. Look, there, yeah. there's, there's, you know- The statue. The, oh, yeah, the belt. The yeah, belt. you're right. Yeah, and, belt, and around yeah. this S, too, there's some yeah. highlights. I was thinking inside the S. It's just, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's some gold. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, let's let's crack open the little blue book and um and let's talk. Supergirl season three, episode two, entitled Triggers, first Triggers. premiering on October sixteenth, twenty seventeen, directed by David McWhorter. Writers uh Gabriel Lanas and Anna Muskie Goldwyn, mm-hmm. uh who we uh who we definitely know from we definitely know from other things. Oh yeah. They've written um, from a lot other of... Supergirl episodes. They mm-hmm. are quite popular. Yes. Um, we open up with a fun montage, um, which yes. it could not be fun depending on who you're looking at. Um, I thought it was delightful. Okay. You thought that Kara's loneliness was delightful? Well, no, but I thought nope, that you the- you said it. Okay. You said it was delightful. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, I know, you, I know what you, you meant. Me. Yep, you, I, yep, you nailed it. Um, so, uh, Alex and Maggie, Kara and her loneliness- and Samantha and Ruby, and we get kind of this, you know, how people get ready for work montage. Yep. Yep. Um, and it was a lot of it was it actually was it was good it was good fun. Um, it was it was beautifully shot. Like you saw you saw this range of emotions of just like you know Alex and Maggie being happy in their life, like just sort of this the happy subtle everyday happiness. The you way know? people eat breakfast, like the different style. Car eats hers alone with the lights off in the kitchen. Um, sad. sad. Um, the 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 bit about Kara is that she finds Monel's copy of Romeo and Juliet, mm. and the one that he didn't finish. The one that he didn't finish. Uh, right, exactly. I thought it was interesting that they included that bit in the previously on, and I was like, why did they bring that bit up? And then it was immediately obvious. Like, oh, okay. Oh, this uh, bit right here. Got it. Uh, um, he didn't finish, right but he did find things that Shakespeare wrote about Juliet or Romeo says about Juliet and you know like says like oh this is like Cara like underlined it in Rocara yeah it's nice <sighs> it's nice I mean at least it wasn't things like you know you know I stab thee you know he wasn't <laughs> it would be terrible he's like reading he's reading Macbeth like I really like the Shakespeare guy this just happens to be the one that I left off on <laughs> yeah yeah um well, I mean, like all the family drama with all the family drama that he went through, that's Hamlet. True. He might connect with Hamlet. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. You know, something like that. So, um, so we get a so we get Ruby consistently asking Samantha, how could she have saved her yeah. at the statue, the the unveiling of the statue. And Samantha keeps saying, it's just adrenaline. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I yeah. don't have superpowers. I don't know what you want from me, kid. It's just, I, you were you were my child. You were trapped under something, and uh, the adrenaline kicked in. What do you want? Yeah, I, um, I, 
I can understand Ruby's questioning, mm. but I think she took it too far in this episode. Well, yes. Uh, how old is Ruby supposed to be? Did they actually say her age? Did they actually say what grade she's in? I don't think they did, but... I want to argue, she's probably in middle school. Yeah, 12. I say 12, 13. Yeah, 12, yeah. 12 sounds about right to me. Um, for a 12-year-old, she was, like, too insistent that, like, Mommy's a superhero. Yeah, well, actually, her, her reasoning is is oddly flawed so like at the end of the episode she says you know like if you are like if you were a super if you had superpowers like supergirl you could save people mm. and spend more time with me mm-hmm. and i and i and then you look at the like, kara's life where she doesn't spend time with anybody Mm-mm. doesn't have time it's like oh your logic is flawed like you don't actually know how this works it's true um but i mean it's a kid's a kid's perspective you can you can understand you can understand why she would think that. sure absolutely though she would be wrong um, she she was very wrong and in a term and it looks like uh, samantha's starting a new high-powered business job and she's going to be making a lot of money a lot of money from good, what she said good for her so hey i mean based on that house she might already be she might have already not, been making, not the worst house i've ever seen no it's quite so nice. so yeah I, I i agree with you there um and so lena lena shows up at catco um, and she's like, I'm just going to be here all, all the time. I'm just going to. She's decided to be very hands on and to, to you know, come in and, and learn the, the news business, the media business. And, uh, and, you know, and she says, you know, I've got stuff. I've got I figured it out how to do it at I figured out how to do everything at L Corp so mm-hmm. I can be here. Right. She, she's, she's delegating her duties at L Corp. Does that feel weird to you? A little. Yeah. But. It, it, you know what it is? It's that they probably overstated it a little bit. Because think about someone like Elon Musk, mm-hmm. who he runs Tesla, he runs SpaceX, he mm-hmm. runs Hyperloop, he runs all of these big companies, um, and he's the CEO of all of them. So obviously he's delegating a lot mm-hmm. to be able to be the CEO of m- multiple companies, right? Um, but it's not. It would be weird if he was like, "Oh, I figured out a way so that I can just delegate and and you know spend." split my time between these companies so i i think of it as her she's doing that she just has like a good staff a good bunch of you know vps under her who she can they they report up to her she makes like big decisions but they are like sort of running you know that's an excellent way that's an excellent way of looking at it that's how that's how i interpret it is like it's like an elon musk thing where he's running a bunch of companies and he is the ceo of all of them at the same time so he is like the the buck stops with him but he has a lot of people under him who he trusts to make a lot of decisions that that I mean, considering the size of L Corp, I mean, we talk about it as L Corp, but it it is rebranded LexCorp. It's LexCorp, yeah, or Luther Corp in this world. I was believe it, was it I think it's Luther Corp remember. in yeah. this world. Okay, um, so which is huge. You're talking, you're you're talking Elon Musk level of mm-hmm. of of size. You you know, or you're talking like like Disney. Yes, Disney. I was gonna of, say it, yeah, it's it's know. more like an Apple or yeah, Disney's a good a good example. Yeah, like because it's, it's Disney's got its hands in. Everything multinational corporation mm-hmm. that is yeah like in all sorts of businesses not just one line of business like they do everything um, industrial consumer everything mm-hmm. so yeah so the Samsung gen- or the something General Electric yeah 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 they, um, make, they make trains and they also make your dishwasher and everything else. Right. light bulbs it's crazy crazy how much they do um, I loved that we on this show didn't ever think it would happen or was I expecting it to I watched a Luther talk to a test mocker. Yes! Yeah. That's true. I didn't even think of it. In the, I didn't like really think about it that way. You're yeah. so right. Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher. Yep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Miss Tessmacher, the Eve, the the um, assistant to James, 
is based off of the assistant to Lex Luthor from the um, from the seventies Superman yes. movie, which is just. Great. So I watched a Luther talk yeah. to a test mocker, which That's is great. True. No, who was not happy about any of that is James. James was not pleased. He was not having it. He was it. not happy about anything. Right off the bat. But he's got Luther bias to begin with. That's true. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. You know? um, and and to his defense, some things go down later in the episode that make me, you know, kind of, I, I would feel the same way if I was him. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. But I mean, like, two minutes there, you can tell she's she's not there to... She's, she doesn't mean to disrupt. She doesn't have uh, apparent bad motives. Apparent. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. And but I think I, maybe we could put to rest at this point that Lena is not a, a, a super evil person. You know, like we've we've questioned. I think she, because of her upbringing and her family, she could definitely lean in that way. But I don't think she has some secret right now. I agree with you. I, I've backed off my... I've always had the theory of like, any second now we're going to see that this has all been a facade. Mm-hmm. But we're a season in. We're a whole season in and we've never seen really any crack in that facade. Not for... Not really. Not really. Um, so so I, I tend to agree with you that I don't think she is evil now. But I do think she will... I think she could definitely. Succumb. I think she could definitely go in that direction. I like the face you made when you I made think it. She will, ah, yeah. I think she will succumb to her her darker nature and the the the, the Luther that's in her. Yep. Um. Because her mom and her brother, mm-hmm. we know at least two of them are no good. That's and right. We know about her dad. Did they talk about that? Not really. Yeah, not not here. So, um, it, what was really interesting to me is that she was that. Oh, you can take the the boss elevator, Miss Tussbacher. Like, oh, you can right, just right, go right, down right, this yeah. way. Like, why is there? One elevator for one person. Meanwhile, Cat was like, "I can smell if someone else was in my elevator." Right. That's two seasons of this is the boss elevator. Something which I've never really even considered is something James kept. Wow, I didn't think because about that. that's his elevator now. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's his elevator. And yeah, wow, that's actually messed up, James. Yeah, and so he was like, "No, I'm the boss. That's my elevator. That's the perk I get for being the boss. That's right." Cat left me in charge, so I get to use her elevator. Also, money. Also, would, also the money. Also money. I mean, to be fair, if I was him, I would take the money, but I'd probably be like, all right, this is now a general purpose elevator. Yeah, why would you need... Yeah. Like, Cat was that kind of person. James isn't that kind He's of not. person. I've never really thought about He's it. He's a but, much more humble person. Right. So odd that mm. he would keep it. Quite honestly, I think it's something nobody has thought about I on think, the show I think probably I until think that moment, yeah, yeah. but now it doesn't make James look great. <laughs> when you put it that way, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about it either. Um. So Lena's going to be here at Catco full time, and we'll we'll see what that what that looks like. Sure. Um, Maggie and Alex are having this debate, right, about the DJ slash band debate. Mm. Um, and obviously, band was the correct answer. So we can band is the correct answer. Yeah. John Jones, what obviously. are you talking about? Obviously, okay. Oh, when you don't hear a song exactly as it heard, you won't enjoy it as much. That's bull. That is that's bull, Sean. I mean, he's he's not necessarily wrong. Like when you when you a cover of a song, maybe not is not always as as good. Sometimes it's better. But it's but it's less about is the cover as good. It's more about the energy of a band is so much more brings you to your feet, gets everybody dancing. Like I feel so strongly about this. When I got married a year ago, Tim, you were at my wedding. I was. We had we had a band. That was a question. We I had, was. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were a groomsman. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I we had a band, and that was one of the like 
two things that we required. We were like, we will do these two things. We will have an open bar and we will have a band. Yep. And I put out a Twitter poll during this episode and DJ won 62% Rigged. to 38. Rigged. I'm so mad at everyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, 62% of people listening to this podcast right now. You are wrong. <laughs> wow, DJ. Oh, I can't. I maybe, can't. They're just, maybe they're just afraid to disagree with Jean. I don't know, man, but they're wrong. Live band. I'm live, live band. band all the way. It's, maybe because we're both musicians, Frank. Maybe. I don't know. You it's know, just, is there like a thing about, you know, being a musician where you're like live? Because that's what that's what you do with music. It's, it's live. The way it was meant to be. Yeah. Uh I don't know. That's that's just I, I don't know. I just I'm so I was so beside myself for that many people. Um that many people were just wrong. Just, wrong, just wrong. wrong, so wrong. Um, the well, the very interesting thing about this DJ band debate is that it's a it's a cover, um, one would say of a song. Yeah. Um it, it is, or it's the it, it is it is the underlying nature of a larger disagreement between Alex and Maggie, which we find out later in the episode, is that Alex wants to be a mom, yes, and Maggie does not, mm-hmm. and that's that's actually. That's huge. It's not actually actually important. Like nobody's thought that it's important before. But like that's that's a huge problem in their relationship moving forward. When somebody wants to be a parent and someone doesn't, people get divorced over that kind of to thing. To me, the bigger annulled over that kind yeah, of thing. Well, to me, yes. To me, though, the bigger problem is not that they disagree. It's that they haven't been talked, talked about, about it, it until now. Right? What like, are you doing? How have they gotten what this have you t- far? What have you talked about? How how have they gotten this far without talking about right. this? It's one of the few things where I'm actually like, ooh, this is, I, I I love their relationship. I love them, but I'm like, ooh, that you guys got to communicate. That was a red. That was a red flag. That's They're not flag. great at communication. Most but, television no. couples are not. That's true. It's more more drama that way. That's right? Chris drama when you don't communicate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I found that to be like, ooh, that would be a red flag in, in a relationship for me. Like, that's one of those things that I'm not, I'm not going to propose to somebody until I know if we're on the same page about things like that. Right. Important things like, do you like, do you want to have children? Um, like, where are you willing to pack and move to? Mm-hmm. DJ or band? Mm-hmm. Those are the important mm-hmm. questions. Where am I going to keep my comic books? You know, those yeah, are the right. pressing the, questions. Pressing things que- we need the answer can to today. Can I continue to podcast <laughs> every week? <laughs> I, can I have a, a set-apart set room just for podcasting? podcasting? These are the important questions that yeah. need to be answered by us by by a future spouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, apart from other ones that are less jokey, I'm sure. Um <laughs> And but I it it didn't it's it's it it was it was really interesting because when I heard it, I thought, yeah, it makes sense that they didn't talk about that because that's the kind of people they are. They are naturally they're not sharers, neither either Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that that's a problem in a relationship itself when they're just they they're in their head the whole time. Um, But um so it, it it didn't shock me in some way that they didn't talk about it, nor did their answers surprise me. You know, like when Maggie said, "I haven't, I don't really ever think about being a mom." Like that makes sense for her character. Yeah, and likewise, it makes sense that Alex Alex has sort of a nurturing. She does extremely you know, nurturing so, uh, characteristic to her, so it makes sense that she'd be the one who does want to be a mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so. Like you said, I love their relationship, but but something like that, it's a huge chink in the chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know Maggie's not 
going to be around all season. Unfortunately, yeah. and they said we we they uh, Andrew Christbrook said that we would be okay with the reason that she's not around, right? And if ir- irreconcilable differences to me in some way it is a good reason for her not to be around. It's a mature reason, right? It's it's in a yeah. real world, realistic adult reason for them to part ways, right? I'd almost rather have this than somebody dying some or, like or she's on the run from the law right, right. or something like that because then the question always comes back like well when she's coming back when yeah. is the storyline going to be resolved whatever but for them just to have irreconcilable differences about what they want in life it's hard to mm-hmm. it's hard to mm-hmm. it is the monica and um richard richard thank you wow good good for you mm-hmm. it is the monica and I never richard. forget a good it mustache is, oh, he has a great he has a, <laughs> Tom Zuck has a great mustache it's the monica richard thing yeah like, it is. you know she he doesn't he doesn't want kids and she does and that's why they split mm-hmm. and it's on when you're watching friends you go oh i love them together but right. that's that's a logical reason for you yes. not to be together now of course it comes back with the you know Richard, you know, like, you know what, I, I to change my mind, I do want to have kids with you. Right. Because you want kids. And, and I'm using friends as an example because I, I don't necessarily want Maggie to come back and be like, you know what, because you want them, I guess I'll be a mom. Sure. Because that's not that's not a mature way to look at the situation sure, either. Sure. Um, you know, I agree. You know, if you didn't want kids and your wife didn't, you're like, I guess I'll be a dad. That's not a good reason. That's not a good reason to be a dad. And it's not a good reason to stay together. Right, exactly. Or it's like, even when it comes to like, I, oh, you want to get married, but I'm whatever about it, I guess we'll get married. Mm-hmm. That's not, you have to come to these things together. You both need to want it. Right. Yeah. And so if they if they split because they've realized that as good as they are for each other in, in some respects, there are some things that... Yeah. You know, that, some some big things that, that, that don't line up. That's that's yeah. an okay reason for yeah. Maggie to go away. No, that's true. I that, I would I would I agree with you. I'd feel better about that being the reason rather than like we can never be together because I need to be on the run from the law or whatever. Like or right or because she dies or whatever. Like I would much rather her just. I'd rather be an adult relationship ending for adult reasons. That's it. I, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think that's a that's a perfectly logical and reasonable way to do it and and not something you see on tv a whole lot no like, almost never monica and richard is kind of the only one i can think that of. was the only one that came to my yeah brain. but that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good one that's a good one yeah well this has been supergirl relationship talk <laughs> <laughs> um you can find doctors quarter. tim and frank um <laughs> guest starring on dr fraser crane's talk show <laughs> at more 90s television right <laughs> i know i yeah. love it um all uh, right i'm gonna move on yeah, <laughs> let's do that we brought down the mood <laughs> Sherry Niles? Sherry Niles. Um, oh, I don't know what to do. The t- salad and scrambled eggs. Sigh attacks. Um, Going again. Um, um, money equals happiness. Oh, so um, I understand now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I like when you try to read your own notes. It's like, so bad. Well, because I try not to pause it as I'm watching it. And so because then it takes like an hour and a half to watch sure. each episode sure. when I like have to keep going backwards. Yeah, yeah. So I write. And you're like, I Armand write, Asante? Armand Asante. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, Sai attacks, Sai attacks the, um, the bank. Yeah. And she says to Supergirl when Supergirl arrives is that money equals happiness. Yes. And this was very interesting to me because Sam in the episode says, Mommy's going to be okay because she's making lots oh, of money. Oh, hey, okay. Um, and okay. so there was, there felt like there was going to be something there. But like, there wasn't. There wasn't. Really. It was just a line. More of just a thematic similarity. People are people with the money, and James is afraid of losing his job, which makes no. him money. And 
because because Lena's there and Kara almost lost money because Lena's there. It's almost like one of those things where if, if you're looking for it, like you clearly were, you could see the reasons that are like, oh, well, she's not wrong. Like, Sai is not wrong that money makes people happy. You know, like. Right. She's not. She's not wrong. Not technically fully wrong. Um, I don't need lots of it, but I need. I would love enough to pay my bills. If, if, I, you know if I don't I have mean. enough of it, I will be yeah. unhappy. But, you know, obviously, I think we all know that money won't buy you happiness. Won't buy me end. love. That's, that's my. Beatles thing is my thing. Well, I, I do Beatles. But but this, this, you missed one. You missed the opportunity. Well, okay, fine, but. Also, I'm staring at a giant poster of the Beatles behind you. And by giant poster, that, I mean it's a relatively good-sized poster that of That I hung on the wall. So. Yeah, right, right. Just well, saying. yeah, it would be weird if I hung in. This isn't my it's house. my house, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so, Sai manipulates uh, Kara, and, you know, she, she becomes afraid from what, it, yes. from what it looks like. That was a very cool effect. Like, the look and the, the way that that power worked, I thought was really, really cool. It was she very just, cool. She gave her a panic attack. She gave her um, vertigo, and she gave mm-hmm. her um, what's it called when the walls close in? Um, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing. Claustrophobia. In. Claustrophobia. That is correct. I'm sorry, I just felt like singing. In no, that's fine. Um, that's what the show's all about. That's right. Singing. Um, it's funny that you say the claustrophobia thing because you saw it happen, and it doesn't really explain why she's claustrophobic right away. But in my notes, I wrote. Supergirl claustrophobic, stuck in ship probs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. It, so you it, saw it right it, away. Uh, right away, I was like, oh yeah, she's trapped in a tiny. She's been she was trapped in a tiny box for decades. Of, of course, of course she is. Sure. Of course she's claustrophobic. That makes sense to me. Um, and so it's funny that it's something that we've never really even explored until now. It's something I've never really thought of. No, it's so it's it's very like it's very astute and it's very it's a really really good point. It's something that has been there the whole time, going back to 1938 when Superman first came on the scene. Yep, and yet has never been explored. Not really. Even even when it comes to the idea of flying and total freedom and whatever else, and so like when you have that ability to go anywhere and do anything to to then. To then be trapped in in something yes. small, your claustrophobia would probably be even bigger yeah. than than it would. Not even counting the fact that she was stuck in a ship. For a woman who can fly, the worst thing you can do is not just to make her so just she can't fly, her and stick is her in to, a box. Is to put her in a confined space. Indeed, I want to talk about Psy for a second because the listeners come for my random comic facts that nobody actually cares about, right? That's what I'm here for. Absolutely, That's the only reason we're doing this podcast Absol- so I can get those facts. Indeed, Psy first appeared in the daring New Adventures of Supergirl mm. uh, issue number one, November 1982. Hey, she's not a relatively old villain. Mm, no, um, basically, she was tricked by her father. She had developed telekinetic abilities and was uh, and telepathic abilities, and tricked by her. Uh, dad into fighting something called the Decay, which she mistook as Supergirl. And so she fought Supergirl a bunch of times, found out the Decay was actually Dad. <gasps> I know. And then when and then went nutso went nutso cuckoo, she was created by Paul Kupperberg and the very important to DC Comics, Carmine Infantino. Oh, nice. The creator of the modern day Flash. That's right. Um, you know, Barry Allen. So um, hugely important to... He's a major figure in... In the CW. Yeah, that's true. Never yeah. mind comics. You know, <laughs> Just in this back, universe. One of Carr's best friends. He's one of, He's super important. Um, so I love that. And um, what I also love is that she was actually part of the Suicide Squad for a little while. Really? Yep. Part of the Suicide Squad died because it's the Suicide Squad. Um, she came yeah, back... Kind and, of in the name. Came, right ba- came back in Blackest Night for a little bit. 
she's been seen as an Argus prisoner in the DC in DC relaunch. She's had some um, scenes with Steve Trevor from Wonder Woman. So she's size been around. Nice. She got around. Oh, she got around. Oh, she got. It. Are you happy that I did the Beach Boys instead of <laughs> instead of the Beatles? Is that sure, better yeah. for you? Wonderful. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm done with Sign now. I'm gonna round, go. Round, round, so, John Jones says that Psy is a metahuman, um, and she's one of she's quite quite um, powerful, and he is something he's never encountered before, um, which is great. And while all this is happening, Ruby punches Stephanie in the face. She punches Stephanie Tanner in the face. <laughs> I don't think it was. Never no, I, it wasn't Stephanie no. Tanner. She had it coming. She had Stupid it coming. Stephanie. She had it coming. <laughs> she had it coming. I don't know. It's, I don't know what started this musical trend again, but I did really well for the first episode. Made it to episode two before I started singing again. <laughs> um, so, um, so, um, yeah. So Samantha gets this. Samantha gets this message. Um, message in a bottle. Very yeah. good. Um, from from the school that Stephanie has, I mean uh, that Ruby has done something, and it turns out she punched her in the face, right in the face, yeah. right in the kisser, and that's basically where it it's basically where it left off, which mm. is good. So one one punch takedown, good for yeah. Ruby, yeah, yeah, um, right, and uh, and the school's not really going to do anything about it. Um, um yeah. They're trying um, to apparently. make sure that Ruby is okay. Listen, she punched Stephanie Harrison. It was very bad. Let's let not, let's not happen again. All right, let's try to stop that. If a kid in your school punched another kid, would it just be like, I really need to tell you that she punched Stephanie Harrison, and we're very disappointed. I'm going to use my NPR voice when I tell you this. So um, let's just make sure that it doesn't happen again. We're at the top of the hour. This is morning edition. I'm <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say what my what my what place of employment is? would do. Yeah, okay. Um, but there you have I'm it. I'm just saying, like it just there seemed like they it. underreacted to a child punching another child. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, she almost died at the pier the other day. Well, I guess maybe that's true. she's going through some stuff. Some trauma. Yeah. yeah. Um. Plus, Stephanie's fine. She's tough. She can take it. She, <laughs> you know, there's definitely a, like an extended scene where like she deserved it. We can just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Even the principal thinks so. Yeah. Like, right. She's, she's the worst. But um. So it looks like Lena is undermining James all over the place, left and right. Yeah. Oh, I don't mean to be doing it, <laughs> but I just. <laughs> I'm just an American lass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't. I don't mean some potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Mary Joseph. <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't, I don't. Uh, Um. Anyway, <laughs> now that we, we've got our annual, I can't unhear it. I can't, I can't stop, stop myself. Annual. We do it every episode. What are you talking? I know. Anytime I she shows up, we're like, I ah! can't stop myself. Know what the worst part about it is? One, I feel bad every time. I just spills out, and I feel bad every time because she's one of the best actors on the show. Katie McGrath is phenomenal. She's so she's phenomenal. good. She's so good. She's so. Good. Um, and she's like upped her game this season. Yeah, she even. really has. Like, I think yeah. she's. She's better and better every time I see her. So I like every time I make fun of like her not American accent. I know, I feel bad. I feel bad. And the writers clearly believe in her because they have they've given her, her lines. They've, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they've they, and they've upped her, her her role overall in this season. It seems so. Well, so, yeah. Well, yeah. she's she was recurring guest star last season, and she's yes. series regular. She's series regular now. Yeah, which is great. I love seeing scenes with her. Um so she, you know, like, oh, this did the staff meeting and call it here and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to. And Lena says, I didn't want to bother you. Like, you're running Catco. 
I don't, I don't buy know. it. I don't buy that because like she was fine to bar- bother Kara. Like like this person works for you now. Yeah. Like th- y- if you want them in a staff meeting and it's a freaking staff meeting and they're he is he is in charge he's the to editor, some extent right, right? so uh, is he still I, that's what i don't know i would assume she so takes he's that away still, from him? he still has the big office so she, she doesn't get an office remember she she's like office. it's this new thing with ceos where we just go around and walk around that's true that's and true. i thought to myself wow it's just like education let me just <laughs> let me see, just go I, around and observe you and you know because why not i thought to myself oh they didn't know where to put her because they wanted james to have that office so they were just like eh. we'll just we'll just make up we'll just explain it away with a, oh you know it's like CEOs don't have offices, which, well, is, a, which is, a trend. It is a trend. It is a trend. She's, she's not wrong, but, nor is the show wrong. But, I mean, even like Mark Zuckerberg is a great example of a CEO who doesn't have an office, right? Mm-hmm. He sits at a desk with all the other developers. He codes. He sits there with everybody else. thing is, he does have an office that he goes to like when he has to take, take a meeting. Right. He has this like, it's like a glass cube in the middle of the in the middle of the, of the floor oh, plan. Okay. So it's like this, you can see into it and everything, but mm-hmm. he does have an office for taking meetings and stuff. It's like, mm. so he doesn't have to like reserve a conference room. He's literal, got his own. He's got literal his own. transparency. Literal transparency. Um, so like even he has an office, even Zuckerberg has an office. So I just think they just sort of were like, oh, we don't have a set for this. And there's no good explanation for why she would take James's office. So let's just say that. You just go into James's office as a little glass box in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the size of like a stand-up shower. Yeah, right. <laughs> she just goes in. I'm in my office now. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. That's me. Lucky charms. Okay, tell me if I'm, I'm standing reading. in my office. Tell me if I'm reading into this. James and Lena are going to get together. I felt the tension there. Yeah, I felt the tension there, mm-hmm. and I was sort of like, mm, I don't know. Like we like, saw the tension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw the sign. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like there was the beginnings of like some sexual tension maybe like, yeah. like they're starting off not liking each other but you know who else didn't like each other at first Lois and Clark um, uh-huh. you know there's just there's just it could be it could be I mean we could be reading into it we could be but we could be I saw something too but Lena does this thing with her mouth that was like mm. I don't know if you noticed it was great mouth acting um, you know how I say great eye acting yes. you know like mouth acting. great mouth acting where she like kind of rolls her upper lip up over her teeth and it kind of rolls it kind of goes from this weird like okay mister into this like smile oh, I see. and it was it was so good like i've never seen anybody do anything quite like it before and it was it was awesome uh and i like things like that between the way james would kind of glare at her it wasn't exactly the glare of it wasn't exactly the glare of I hate you because I feel like my job's in jeopardy. Yeah. It's more like I'm attracted to your power because we also know that James likes powerful women. He does. Yeah. You know, basically, yes. you know, he dated Lucy. She was, you know, she was in the, uh, she was in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. She was a lawyer. Like, you know, she got stuff done. Um, no, that's very true. That's very true. I do think though, I do think that there was some sincerity, at least there seemed to be some sincerity to his displeasure about her seemingly undermining him, he he did seem legitimately upset that that he was being undermined. As, I mean, as I, much as I, would, I certainly would be too. I certainly would as well. I think that's perfectly justified. But uh, so I'm saying, while I do see some attraction there, um, I think that that he is, you know, he is PO'd to some extent. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, like, well, that's because he's still writing out the POs. Get it? So because he's, you. because he's they work at a business. I want to move on. Please do. All right, great. Um, I really love seeing the very 
um, business side of Lena. We saw a bit of it last week. We're seeing even more of it now at Catco. And arguably we saw some of it at L Corp, but not really. She was in an office. We didn't often see her actually doing business dealings or, right. or talking very much about being mm-hmm. a, a business person. That's right. We saw her at her office right. all the time, but she wasn't doing business. That's right. But here, when she kind of... When she when she read Car of the Riot Act and she was like, "Listen, I'm a businesswoman. I'm not just doing you a favor by buying out this company. That I'm not just great. like I, I I intend to see a return on my investment. Your your behavior has been unacceptable, and I need you to act like an employee." I was like, "Wow, good for you for like laying down the law and 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 starting off on the right foot of like, listen, I know we're friends, but I'm also your boss, and you have to treat me like your boss." Actually, so that's that's a little bit more in the that's a little bit further uh, in the episode, but um, but there's a bit before there's a bit before that. Not just before she lays down the law, she says, "Look, do you need some time?" Like, oh, right, right, right. As she right. comes yeah. to her as a friend first. She gives her that opportunity to right. be like, "Do you need some time? I know you've gone through some stuff. It's okay. Like, we can do, you know." And and Kara totally brushes her off and is not great with it. And James tries to back her, which I give James credit. Like, she's a reporter. She's doing her job, and. I mean, she's a reporter, and she potentially could have been doing her job, but she wasn't, and James mm-hmm. knew it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it would be like, a, like to, I got, I have a source. I got to go. Like, I yeah. got to run out. Um, but, but he that's, knew. He knew what she was doing. Yeah. And so good for him for, like, sticking up for her that yeah, way. Yeah, totally. Um, but, but I'm totally on Lena's side. Again, Cara, you are not. I said it last week, too. You're not being responsible because James got on her case last week for it. Yes. And so this is two of her bosses now. Yes. And her friends. Two of her friends were also her boss. Who are like, you need to straighten up. Yeah, like, right. and I'm saying this. I said it as a friend first, and you didn't listen, so I'm saying it as your boss. Mm-hmm. You need to get your act together, right? Because you're not a good employee, right? Yeah, you're not performing to the level you're supposed to. Yeah, let's step it up here, right? And uh, look, you can you can be as friendly with your boss as ever you want when you're when your boss, who maybe you have a friendly relationship with, tells you sure. to step up your game. Yeah, you step up your game. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you're not being a good employee. And even, fix this. I would say, like, even more so when your boss, who you're friendly with, says so, because it's like, oh, like this is they're saying it from like two different angles, right? Like as a friend and as a boss, like let's let's sh- let's step it up here. Yeah, I um, but I loved the way that Katie McGrath switched from friend Lena into boss Lena. I, I, there's a there's a total there's a total change, complete shift. Yeah, the way she holds herself, the way that she presents her her body, her her body language, her her word choice, it is it is to the it, it's so different, we, but it's we still saw C- so Lena. We saw CEO Lena for the mm-hmm. first time. You understand why she's CEO? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. You can see you can see the 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 skill. I mean, yes, she's a Luther, but she has earned that leadership role. That's right, right. And she she has the skills, she has the ability to run a business, and you can see that. Yeah, so it's and she yeah. is remarkably young to have that that level of skill and that management. Style. Definitely, so but it's impressive. She, she's also she also beat Lex at chess. Don't forget, that's true. She's that smarter true. than Lex. That's true. Yeah, and she still has the personal skills. That's re- exactly. Yeah. she's yeah. better and hair. She's um, <laughs> yeah, for now, for now. Yeah, that's the evil turn. <laughs> yeah. What if this whole series has been leading to Supergirl does something where Lena loses her hair, and that's why she's mad at her? Like the old, Whoa. like the old origin story like, for Lex. Like, that would be that would be awful. Superman couldn't save my hair, and now I must kill him. That would be that would be awful. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um. So 
So, um, so Car is going to go up against um, Supergirl is going to go up against um, Psy again. John Jones tries to psychic shield her, and it doesn't work, mm. which is crazy because John is an extremely powerful psychic. So the fact that he got taken out from that far away is very impressive on Psy's part. Um, and then we get what is one of the coolest things that we've ever seen on any season of this show is the POV shot of her leaving Krypton. In the pod. I was losing she, my mind. It was so cool. I w- it was like, I'm playing a video game. <laughs> I thought, like, I was, again, watching with Palmer, as we do every week. Yep, yep. And we were like, basically at the same time, we're like, this would be an amazing ride. Right? Like, what what an amazing ride this I would want, be. Like, I mean, a, sad, because you're like, sad. oh, planet. Boom. I want, like, a VR experience of that yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. It was so cool. It was really well done. You you even almost got a sense of her claustrophobia because this you only moved this far. You couldn't go anywhere. You didn't get any exterior shots of space. So even while you were in space, you were trapped inside this capsule. It made flying coach look very comfortable. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Right? I mean, space is prettier, but certainly. It's prettier, yeah. but, but that was a very yeah. uncomfortable tiny... Space is cool. When they say yeah. that... Yes, it is. When they say... That like they sent Kal-El on a test version of a rocket that was you know smaller than 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 the real thing like mm-hmm. that that's for real like it was not meant to house mm-hmm. a person really like yep. they just got in it because it was like all right well it's better than nothing but like yeah it was not full size nope no and I to to be in like for her to like even like shoot out of the space one we also got new Allura. Um, yes, which was it was which was good to watch because they called her that this time. They're like, "Mom, mm-hmm. you know." So anyone who didn't get it last week got it this week. Yes. You know, and it's it's nice that we keep seeing her again. You I know? wonder. I still wonder if there's anybody who's gonna be a casual viewer of the show who hasn't noticed that that Laura Benanti turned into Erica Durant. I that would be. I <laughs> would know? like that. They're probably not listening to this show. No, probably casual not. viewers no, do no. not listen to sh- to podcasts about shows I watch. No. Um, um, but you're totally right. I would love that uh, <laughs> i was um, very amused by that like what if they just pulled it off you know like, yeah <laughs> that's a different person mm-hmm. yeah um but i like like when she gets into space and she sees cal's ship and I'm like oh hi cal bye cal bye cal um and then we kind of see i mean like we don't really see krypton explode which i think was a better effect to not see the destruction behind her she doesn't actually, she doesn't see, actually it see it herself no. she can only imagine it yeah um which is worse which is worse it's so much worse um and then, and then we kind of see her like almost get trapped in the Phantom Zone, right? Because that's that's how she gets stuck, right? And so she's like just at that that level, and it was it was great. And the 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 VFX shots were gorgeous, gorgeous. Question: uh, This was raised last night by somebody on Twitter, and I'll I'll try and while I'm talking, try to find who wrote, who asked it so I can give credit. But somebody, or no, you know what? I think it was during Periscope, so I won't, I won't find it actually. Somebody asked. Um, do you think that was a real memory that Psy kind of dug around in her head and, and brought up, or was it a fake memory, you know, similar to something that she would have actually uh, experienced, but is it a real memory or not that we saw playing out there? Hmm. Good question. You know, is it like a fantasy, uh, uh, you know, horror sequence that, that Psy ginned up based on real memories, or is it a real memory? Good question, because we know that she can make you see things that you don't necessarily want to see. Like, there's those guys that she, uh, the attacks that, like, they think there are bees all over them and stuff like yes, that. So right, she right. she is... She can do sort of a Black Mercy thing where you see your worst nightmare come true. Maybe. But... Okay, so he is... So, but, see, okay, so... Uh, 
if that guy, let's say the the guy on the ground was actually really afraid of bees, that's what he would see. So yeah. is she pulling is she literally digging in to see like, oh, bees, cool. Yeah. And then pulls that out, or she just triggers the part of you that is the most afraid of something, like the like the bug art from Harry Potter, where it like it doesn't actually really control what it turns into itself. It just knows that's what you're afraid of. So that's yeah, what you yeah, see. Yeah. Right. And so I'm gonna say that it's real. I'm gonna say that it's real also. Um yeah, I, I think I think it probably was real, but I thought it was an interesting question. Maybe think. Yeah. So yeah. thank you to whoever CG, asked that. I'm sorry that if I the can't CG find it. wasn't as good, I'd say fake. There you go. But I believed it. No. Okay. But it's believable. Um, but it but it really happened. Yeah. <laughs> um blah blah. So so Supergirl confides in Win about her greatest fears, um, the claustrophobia, you know, and she keeps repeating this idea that like claustrophobia is a human problem. And she's still a bit in her, like, I'm not human. Yeah. And I'm like, shut the front door. <laughs> You've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got some stuff that we have. Maybe some baggage. Also, shut up. <laughs> yeah. It was nice, though, because we haven't really seen a lot of Kara and Wind Time one-on-one. Yeah, it's true. In a while. Like, since sometime early last season, probably, mm-hmm. where they really sat down and were, you know, talking one-on-one. So, um it's nice. It was it was actually kind of a nice scene where she was confiding in him, and then immediately Alex walks in, and that went away. Actually, there is <laughs> the look that she had on her face. Supergirl, not not Alex, had on her face like this. She had this dead eye look that I've never seen on her before. It was so good. It was almost as good as Lena's lip roll. Thing. <laughs> it was uh, some. There was some A plus acting I from acting, Melissa. Indeed. I, all kinds of acting from Melissa in this mm-hmm. episode. It was really, really, she turned in a really great performance. Yep. Um, so I completely agree there. And then the uh, scene coming later, um, I think she really nailed it. Um, I I agree. Her grief has been really, really painfully potent. Yeah. Very Pain, powerful. Painfully potent and powerful. Very, very powerful. Um, I did really enjoy that. So, so Alex comes in. And he's like, she's fine. She's she could be better, you know. Like, I'm just gonna tell you everything. Um, I <laughs> really, Alex gave him one look, and he was I, like, I'm afraid of you. Jeremy Jordan tweeted out a gif of that scene, yeah. And he says, "What's well, got to happen at least once a season?" <laughs> like, yeah, like I he, yeah. It's just all she does is look at him, and he's just like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna sit down, and I'm just gonna tell you what I really back away. what I really like is they all know that he's not good at keeping secrets, yeah, but they keep telling him secrets I anyway. Know! Like what? he knows he's no good at it. They know he's no good at it. Just don't tell him anything because even. Like later on, Kara was like, Ugh, "Wynn told you, didn't he?" Like she yeah. was like, "I knew I couldn't tell him anything." Yeah, it's her own fault. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's to her benefit, you know, yeah. in the long it run. It is. It is. Yeah. So, um, so and to be fair, he keeps the most important secret, which is her identity. That's true. Well, so, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, that's because everyone around him knows it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the DEO. Yeah. Maybe they don't anymore. You notice they didn't call her Kara again. I know, we talked it about was Supergirl. We talked about it last it week and good. this week. Yeah. Noticed it. Yep. Um, Samantha continues to try to convince Ruby that she does not have superpowers, um, which is totally great. You know. Totally great. Um, blah, blah, blah. Do um, you think she really doesn't have powers? Hear me out. Okay. We saw her lift the thing and mm-hmm. save her daughter. We know that she's got Kryptonian origins. Yep. That's been shown to us. But <clears throat> do we think that maybe... What if What if in that one instance... What if they're trying to throw us off? And in that one instance, she actually did just channel... Like, it was just adrenaline. 
and she has not yet manifested whatever power she's going to have. I like what you're thinking. I'm going to say uh, bull hucky. Okay. Um, I think she's like the Hulk. Okay. I okay. think it's extreme. It's stress or adrenaline or whatever, and that's the thing that so extreme it. circumstances. Extreme circumstances okay. trigger the power. But when she's just like thinking about it, because Bruce Banner can't go into a garage and bend a wrench That's when he's true. not stressed out, and neither could she. Yeah, it's right. It's I. I think I think it's connected that way. That's okay. that's my feeling I like that. on it. I like that. Okay. Um. So Lena, as we already talked about, has this conversation with Kara, and so Kara's like, "Okay, I'll go talk to your source," and she gets in the elevator and has another panic attack. Um. Um. She was her own camera woman. Um. She tweeted out for the oh, scene. I she has that. the camera. Basically, she's holding on to it on her on a on a steady cam was on there a, a steady, picture on of it? a steady rig. Yeah, uh, her Instagram. Um, and uh, she's holding on to it. Um, other shows have used similar technology before. Um, um, Stephen Amell sometimes wears a vest with the camera on it. Oh, I've to seen get this. close ups of his face or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so oh, she was me. so she was her own camera woman for it last night, which was super cool. No, it was also super cool. Unrelated, her hair when she was Kara this episode. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. That's I, totally unrelated. You don't remember what it looked like. I mean, her hair is just like the the hairdo. You mean the hairdo? Oh yeah, yeah. It sure. looks great. That like kind of like swoop back up reporter do she had going on. It was great. I loved it. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, since you mentioned her hair, um, has her hair been more blonde this season? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Definitely, definitely. Um, so she shows she she gets this claustrophobic. Uh, she gets this claustrophobic attack in the uh in the elevator. Which is no good for her. No, um, but no, what's worse for the building? That is true. Because that is true because she just bursts right through the through the ceiling of the elevator and yep. does all these. Yeah, yeah. That, because that she's like, oh, I've got to go stop Psy, so I guess I'll do this. Also, she leaves her stuff in the elevator. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. So if somebody, I mean, I'm sure she went back and got it because yeah. they were like, Psy's gone. So I'm sure she went back, but like she'd have to go back in. Get her like if she, if that hadn't happened, her like wallet would have been and her That's clothes true. would have been there. That's true. Um, and then they would have been like, well, either she's naked somewhere <laughs> uh, and she was stolen, or car is Supergirl. Um, I want to point out one thing also is that the outfit she was wearing at work. Yep. Navy blue shirt. Yep. Dark red pants, like maroon pants. Yep. Gold belt. Great. Supergirl colors. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Loved it. Red boots. Eh, close yeah. Enough. Close enough. Uh, that's great. Didn't think about that. Where does she keep her boots? Because she, because she wears under her under her cause flats. Because she, she wears the nope, <laughs> nope. Because she wears the suit underneath the clothes. She has a pocket dimension. She keeps them in with the Green Lanterns. With the Green Lantern, lantern. lantern. <laughs> yeah. Is that an official Green a, Lantern lantern? She's got a ring that she wears, <laughs> and the costume pops out of it. Nope. You, you so many choices. <laughs> None of them are correct. Something I've never thought about until I just asked you about the boots. Well, like, where does Clark keep his? I don't know. He has boot coverings, I guess. Oh, but she can't. She's wearing flats, so he's wearing like like loafers or like. No, he's got definitely got socks on. It's Clark. Fine, whatever. Yeah. But I'm saying he yeah. wears like dress shoes. To Clark work. Kent is not a a sock free shoe kind of guy. All right. My, my point yeah. is, he's he's. His he's shoes sw- are not any more conducive to hiding boots. Okay, than no, I know. I know. Socks or no? Yeah, I know. But he's got a pocket dimension. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never really thought about the shoes before. Uh, I haven't either. Anyway. Maybe they just keep pairs of boots all hidden like all around their oh, office, all around their yeah. home. So, so that they wherever have to they just are, grab a pair of boots hey, on their way out. If I out. have to go to that phone booth or that elevator or that closet, I know I got boots there. 
Why don't you just keep the whole costume there at that point? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it doesn't that's too easy. Um so um so Supergirl is we know is was unwilling to listen to Wynn's Wynn's help because this is when she talks to him about the 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 problems that she's having, mm-hmm. you know, and this is when Alex kind of goes, "Yo, what's happening? Snap out of it. Damn it. The help me." So she goes, so Kara goes um I mean, Alex goes. Um, Alex goes over to Car's host after we discover that Ruby has run away. You know, because um, because Samantha's place of employment that we do not know is Catco yet mm-hmm. um, has been very good about you know her yeah. you know coming in. So, um, so um, so Alex goes over to see Kara, who's doing. Kryptonian meditation. Yeah, Kara is speaking Kryptonian yes. or Kryptonese, Kryptonese. I guess yeah. in this, which was great. Yeah, which is just very like I like that she was also I'm like I'm trying it. I I like that they weren't like oh yes I do this all the time. You've just never seen me do it because it's always off camera. She's like no, nah, it's the first time I'm doing it. I'm just trying it. Like yeah. I like that that they weren't just like I normally do this. You've I ne- swear you've never seen me do it before. Right. But this is why I'm always sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, <laughs> she was literally like I've never seen it before. I've never tried it before. Like I like, I just enjoyed that. Yeah, refreshing. Um, I like, I liked Kara's confession that she she can't get herself together. Like bits of her life are all falling to pieces because because of Monel and or the absence of Monel, and that Supergirl was the only thing holding her together. And Psy is literally robbing her of her ability to be Supergirl, mm-hmm. and that's what's so upsetting to her. So the one pillar that she had. Is crumbling, and it's all the more effective because we saw that ring true last week, where she was the one thing she was really good at last week was mm-hmm. being Supergirl. Like Kara's life was not not awesome, but Supergirl's life was great. She was whenever she put that costume on, put the cape on, she was fine. She was doing great. She was doing her job the way she should be doing it. Right, and that made it all the more impactful this week when she says like everything is falling apart and the one thing that was in place was this and now she's taken that away from me even it's crazy it's cray cray um one would say and i think that's why she holds on to like well i'm not human so that can't be because like she needs she needs this separation from humanity in a way to make sense of things she needs that right so that she can be like well i'm not human so it's fine i I, i'm 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 super i'm good at that i'm good at being super let me be that let me have that Mm. yeah i like it Mm. it's a it's a um it's the Batman reaction to grief. Yes. You know, because a lot of times superheroes give up the cape in reaction to grief, meaning that, you know, that's the, their true self is, is the cape or the cowl or whatever. Right. And she feels like, like anytime Batman deals with grief, he puts on the cape and goes fights more bad guys. Right. Then, um, then he's like, ah, oh, won't be Batman anymore. He never does that. He's always like, well, no, he does, but those Eventually, write, those, but yeah. those writers are wrong. <laughs> um, and so, um, but so she's like, I need to be Supergirl because that's that's better. Yeah, um, I like that. Um, Me too. I also really liked Alex's butt scoot. <laughs> yes. Um, where you know Alex is like, well, that's all well and fine, but you know I'm here. Yeah, yeah, the maternal one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and Car's like, you know, I know that, silly. Um, I know that but was, the that was butt sweet. cute, the butt scooch, um, side attacks again. Dun, 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 dun. And Ruby happens to be there because Ruby's on the run. Oh, Ruby's on the run, um, which is fine. 
She really got to me this episode. I'm not. Ruby I, was annoying. I have not taken to Ruby Ruby at all. was annoying. I was like, good. Get out of the way, Ruby. A lot of people last night were saying this on Periscope and on Twitter were just sort of like, yeah, is it just me or is Ruby really annoying? And I was like, come on, guys, give her. her. She's a kid. She's a kid. She's, you know, single mom. She's she's dealing with, you know, she's just, just her and her mom. Yeah. And her mom's not paying as much attention to her anymore. So she's acting out. Give her. Oh, but no, she really is annoying. I agree with you. <laughs> she's just oh, so. Was just I was so trying to annoying. give her the benefit of the doubt. She but wasn't she was in the first episode. It was this episode. I'm not saying she's annoying right. all the time. No. This time around, I was like, get yourself together. Ruby. She's also a pre, you know, she's almost a teenager probably. Yeah, I know. But that's just when like, they start uh, to act that uh, way. Like they're running away. And mom ordered pizza, but then she was out eating pizza, and I was like, "You which like what? Yeah, what? You like, no, get that money? I, yeah, well, Ruby. well, yeah. First of all, whatever her allowance because she's such a good child, I guess. I, I guess. So. Uh, whenever she's not punching Stephanie Harrison, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. She was a little annoying. So anyway. Yeah, all the, all the like the text to mom, "Come save me, mom." Where I know, what? It was almost like it was almost like the "Come save me." It was like a setup. Yeah, it was like a weird setup. Like she knew it was like she was going like, to be. I there. know you're Supergirl, mom. So come save me. Yeah, um, I believe I wrote my notes. Die, Ruby, die. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I was really Harsh. not. I was really not feeling Ruby last night. Apparently, wow. she was just really annoying. And I like she we've was. talked about like last week how maybe like. Um, Ruby dies, and that's what starts Rain's mm-hmm. um, Rain, um, Rain of Terror, Rain of Terror. Very good, and um, Rainstorm. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, this needs to stop. <laughs> this needs to stop. Uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, I can't do it. I'll I'll stop. Um, so Supergirl shows up with the psionic inhibitor ray. Doesn't work. There's a really cool. Sh- shot of the car flipping in front of Psy in slow motion. That was really cool. I enjoyed yes, that. Yes, that was very cool. Um, Supergirl saves Ruby and Sam from being smashed by a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Supergirl I came in. in like a wrecking ball. I was going to say Supergirl came in like a wrecking oh, ball to sorry. save them from yeah, the wrecking ball, go. if you know what I mean. Hey, yo. Um, and so, which is, which is all well and fine. So, you know, Ruby and Sam are there to live another day. No powers from Sam this time. Mm-mm. I thought that was a good like. Oh, she's gonna do it again. She doesn't do it. It's again. a good fake out. Yeah, it was a great fake out. Yeah, I, I, I still, I still, I, I said this last week. I had the thought of like, ooh, what if Supergirl doesn't save Ruby or like, you know, tries to save Ruby but just misses or something, and that's what gets Sam turned against her. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen again. Nope. We're gonna still, we're gonna see more single mom, yeah, bad guy stuff, which I really like. Oh yeah, me too. If Ruby would shape up, um, anyway, um. Car gets flung across the city. It was like really far, far, um, far, far away, and she has this. She has this. She lets finally lets go and tells the audience, um, that she has. She feels that she has killed Monel. Yep. By by putting him by putting him in the pod. Mm-hmm. You know, like we haven't heard from him. We would have heard from him. He's still alive right now. Like this is it's the end. I did it. I killed him. I did this to him. And Alex points out to her, like, no, you saved him like your mom saved you. Mm-hmm. And just because we haven't heard from him, that doesn't mean he's dead. Logically, that is correct. Because mm-hmm. um, he's making out with Saturn Girl hey, or whatever. Um, and so, no, I'm sure he's not. Um, or is he? Mm. We'll find out. This time on Supergirl TV Talk. Um, so I, I liked that... I liked that connection. I really thought they were going to try to connect it back to the Romeo and Juliet thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, actually, that would have been a yeah. That would have been a good a good. I back. I like trying to. 
I tried to think about it in way, you know, because, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, he thinks she's dead, so he kills him. Spoiler for Romeo and Juliet. So he kills himself, <laughs> and and then she's actually not dead and wakes up and comes to see that. So I guess if if the roles are reversed because Juliet's still like a dead one already, yeah, yeah. she feels dead inside. So then when she's taken off the map, he comes back. So you could kind of look at it. Maybe there's a point in the season when she'll move on from an, from Monel, mm. get into another relationship. And, and that's that, when he'll come and back. That's when he'll come back because it's like, he's back from the dead, but mm. she's already gone. I don't know. There's something, there's something about that Romeo. Like you could work in that Romeo and Juliet thing in a couple of ways, but I, I thought they were going to do it this episode. Um, I mean, they started with it, so it would it would be a, it would make sense to do it in this. episode. It would make sense, but this is the second thing in the episode where I like I thought the money thing was going to be a thing oh, too, sure. and yeah. that didn't go anywhere either. Um, sometimes you just you know sometimes you, you it's sometimes to look for symbolism that's not there. It's almost <laughs> I'm an English teacher, and you I see you see symbolism everywhere. I symbolism everywhere, everywhere. You're wearing a checkered shirt today because you're feeling complete, and probably because you played Tetris last night. Am I correct? Nope. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it was it just the first one in your closet that you grabbed? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that would have been the logical answer because I know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and so I'm a set my clothes out ahead of time oh, kind of guy. Yeah, I pick them in the morning. Yeah. Um I don't because I usually wake up late. Oh. Um, as I did t- 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 past two days. Woke up three minutes before I was supposed to leave the house. Wow. I would not have guessed that about you. Oh, I'm the worst in the morning. Oh. And I'm awful. Once I'm out of bed, I'm not groggy. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm fully. I can fully snap to attention. I can do anything you need me to do as soon as I step out of the bed. It takes me a great amount of energy to get up out of that bed. Hmm. Did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fun fact. Okay, Perfect. we didn't have enough sleepovers. I guess. I guess so. Not. Um. So, um. Where am I in this thing? So Kara is made to believe in herself again, and she comes back. And, you know, and Sai's like, oh, how are you doing this? And she's like, mind over matter, headbutts her. Yeah. Mind great. over matter. So great. Superhero classic. Loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Alex chats with Sam and Ruby going like, hey, don't I remember you? Hey, I think we're all going to be friends because I've seen <laughs> you twice. Third time, I'm buying the drinks, Ruby. Hey. I mean, Sam, yeah, like whatever. Coke for you, Sam. Coke for you <laughs> and Ruby. Let's keep it G here. Yeah, come on. Um, and this is where we learn that Maggie doesn't want kids, which we've already established and yes. talked about, so I'm going to move on from there. Sure. Since this episode is super long. Yeah, we're running long. Um, I still have a whole other page oh of goodness. notes. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, my gooses. So we've already talked about this, too, that Ruby thinks that Sam, if Sam had powers, then she would spend more time with her. We know that is yeah. not true. And here's the new stuff. Kara did talk to the source, which I didn't think she was actually going to do. I didn't either. I just didn't. I, I like she said, okay, I'll go talk to your source or whatever. And I was like, man, she's not going to yeah, do, do it. it. Yeah. So I was really impressed that that happened off camera. Yeah. 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 I was, I was totally okay with it. Kara woman's up and apologizes and she is, that's which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and things are right as rain. Oh, yes. For the time being rain being our, I N, not Samantha. <laughs> um, Thank you. There's going to be more of those jokes probably later in the All season. All season long, folks. Yep. Um, I liked that. 
Lena, she was like, um, she's like, oh, this is kind of new for me. You're like, being the boss, you know, having friends. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Luther. We just had minions. Yeah. Banana? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, I heard that and I was like, ah, I want some fan art with Lena just surrounded by minions. <laughs> <laughs> Lena and probably, her minions. Probably exists. Uh, I hope so. Um, so then we get the big reveal that Samantha works for... Samantha is running Elcor, which we already talked about. What I what I really liked about that is is Lena saying, "Oh yeah, family problems. I'm I'm used to it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought not that was foreign a- to family drama. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What I want to know. So in that scene, there's a Catco magazine cover on the wall. Okay. Um, I'm I don't. It looks like Lena on the cover. It's a woman in a white dress wearing sunglasses with dark hair pulled back the way that Lena wears it. It's possible. And so it's very possible it's her and I which is super which would be super cool if it is. And but I, like it's it's too blurry to really tell if it's her and there's nothing on the cover that says Lena Luther woman of the hour. Was it whatever. during that scene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um and so if somebody wants to find out, yeah. that would be super cool cuz I couldn't. Um um but I thought that was I thought that would be great if she was on the cover of Cat Co. at one point. Um, Samantha tries the crowbar, doesn't work, Hulk out, I already said. Oh, right. James says goodbye to Lena, little, little, maybe a little heart, heart. That's the thing that really also made me, you know, like before it's just tension, but when characters on television show could say goodbye to one another, there's something there. True. Goodbyes only happen if you're interested. That's true. Otherwise, do you go around and say goodbye to everybody that you work with? Like no goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Christina. <laughs> goodbye, Sam. Like good goodbye, Magellan. What whoever you like, whoever <laughs> you whoever you work with. Sure, sure. You know what I mean. Like there's only um, you know, like you don't say goodbye to all of your fellow employees, and so even your bosses, you don't always stop into their office and be like, see no, you, see you later. No, Steve. that's true. Not, not necessarily. You know, whatever. So see you, Steve. So I um, I think there's something there's something there. <laughs> but she was mean and he was coarse and unrefined and she'll be dear but still a luther <laughs> <laughs> good good yeah very good um uh and then oh and then the very end we get john jones drinking a beer Dude. he's not just having water at the bar he always has water he drank a beer he find he's drinking a beer and that was more shocking to me than Magan showing yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. There at the cantina, and, and he was actually having a beer, and it was so sad. He's all by himself, and yeah. Although maybe he likes the quiet. Probably. I think he does. He probably does. Spent hundreds of years by himself. He probably is like, I just need to be quiet for a second. <laughs> like, please, people, shut up. Please, just need this beer. Oh. Um, and Magan says, "You've got to come to Mars." Great. Good stuff. Please that's, sign me up. That's the end of the episode, that's it. Frank. Um, until we talk about the trailer, yeah. which we're not going to talk about until you tell people where to find us. Well, they can find us on the internet. Good. That's it. Yeah. Now you can find us wherever podcasts are found, uh, especially at SupergirlTVTalk.com. Of course, we would love your iTunes reviews, especially now that we're back for season three. You guys have made us uh, back. We bounce back up to the top of the iTunes chart, and we're so thankful to all of you for doing that. Um, you know, over the summer, obviously uh, things slow down, but we hit the ground running. You guys, you guys have, have services back up there. Please leave your iTunes reviews because they mean so much to us on Apple Podcasts. Please, please do that. Of course, 
your uh, your star ratings on places like Stitcher and Overcast and things like that are, are very, very important as well. Uh, and we really, really, really appreciate everything you do. Of course, patreon.com slash audio is where you can support us. Um, if you want to kick us a couple bucks, that's where you can get. Uh, I do exclusive first reactions. Uh, I had this one up 22 minutes after the episode ended on the East Coast. Uh, my first reactions quick podcast was up for patrons uh who want to hear it so if you just want to get a, a quick a quick fix um before um you know before this full podcast comes out every week um go ahead and contribute at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio um and we have lots of other rewards that you can check out as well so thank you to everyone who makes that possible and makes uh makes this show possible by supporting us there um Check out our other shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Shows like Academy Rewind, where Tim and Palmer are endeavoring to watch every uh, Oscar-nominated film um, one year at a time. You can also find Hate Watch with us, uh, where Kirsty and Kelsey um, kind of try to, to, to... They have their sarcastic show for... Uh, I'm sorry, their, their a variety show for sarcastic people, where they try to sort of discover the true meaning of Hate Watch. Uh, I should mention, actually... Uh, something that Kirstie and Kelsey, I think, got a kick out of for this episode of Supergirl, which is that um, Cy was played by Yael Grobgloss, who is from um, uh, Jane the Virgin on the CW. Oh, uh, yeah. And she was, phenom- she was a great actress. She did a great, great job in this uh, this episode. But anyway, I know that those two love I their... love when CW actors and actresses like, cross Go over other and play shows. other sh- characters on other shows. On other current shows. Yes. Like, she's yeah. still on... Uh, it's like one giant CW fun community in Vancouver. Ju- they're all in Vancouver. They're all hanging out. Yeah. Anyway. So I know that they love they love Jane the Virgin, and so they, they got a kick out of her being on this episode. So check out Hate Watch with us as well, uh, and check out Beer with Geeks, where we talk comic books, we talk movies, we talk TV, we talk all kinds of... all. Who talks first? You talk first, I talk first. We talk all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, check out BeerWithGeeks.com as well. I think that will pretty much do it have, for now. I have the trailer if you wish to talk about the trailer. I do wish to talk about that. Okay, well, let's do that. All right. We're going to Mars. All right. As, uh, it sounds like a suicide mission. As Rick Flagg says ah. in, in, in DC, The New Frontier. There you go. Yeah, he says, we're, we're going, going to Mars. We're going to Mars, Jordan. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so they go in a flying car, which is super cool. They do. An antique flying car, mind you. Where we're going, um, and, we don't need roads. And No, we need space. Mm. Um, and Kara is hopefully not going to suffer from claustrophobia in a spaceship going into space. Let's just hope. That'd be rough. Um, And she's going to go, he's going to go with uh, Jean, and he's like, I'm the only green Martian left. And McGon's like, actually, there's one, actually, there's one more. And it's Jean Jones's father. It's his dad. It's his dad. We're going to have a show about dad issues. And you love those episodes. (laughs) Doesn't everybody, doesn't everybody love that? And and we also... um, Shoot, who's playing his dad? Uh, is it Phil Lamar? Phil Lamar. Or Phil Lumbly. Oh, good Carl question. Carl Lumbly, I mean. I think it's Phil Lamar, but I can check that real fast for yeah. you. If um, you I know if that you it's... give me a, a hoot in a it's second. It's one of the actors who has voiced John Jones in cartoons. Um, so, I, I, which I think is just super cool. But yeah, he said, you know, father. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... Oh, it's Carl Lumbly. It's Carl Lumbly. It's Carl Lumbly. Ah, I was on Phil Lamar. Okay, yeah. So Carl Lumbly played him on the um, Justice League, Justice League, uh, and Justice League Unlimited, which series. is an, uh, he, uh, the Martian Manhunter, definitive voice. Martian Manhunter. Yeah, as much as I love, um, as much as I love this Martian Manhunter. Yeah, David Harbour is, is amazing. Yeah, um, but that you know, Carl Lumbly was the Martian Manhunter that I grew up watching. Exactly. So. Just it's just close to my heart. Yeah, exactly. So 
I think that about wraps it up for us, clocking in at almost an hour and a half. I know. Right. This is a big one. This is a big one. We had yeah. a lot to talk about. Apparently, we, we did. Yeah. Um, so I say, until next time. Up, up, and away.